Welcome to the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rita Musha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to just manage it all every day, you're totally in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Welcome into our episode today. So great to have you here. And this episode is for you if you're a newer mom, but also if you're a more experienced mom, maybe your kids are a little older, you've been there, done that. I still think you're going to love this episode. And it is so special being a new mom. Do you remember that? If you're like me and your kids are a little older, I know you can remember It's such a magical time. And I hope if you're an experienced mom, that as we talk today, you remember some of that magic, some of how it felt when you were a new mom and your little baby was so small and cuddly. I think that was the best. I know for some people, it's not their favorite age, but newborns, I mean, come on, come on. And if you are new to being a mom, welcome to the sisterhood. We are here for you. And talking about sisterhood, that is actually a great word because this podcast is truly a group effort because I'm not actually going to be giving you my advice. I am going to give you the advice of dozens of moms. I'm not going to tell you dozens of things, but a lot of the advice was the same. And it's essentially their best advice, the best advice on what to do as a new mom. So whether, like I said, you're new or you're experienced, I hope you enjoy and I hope that you get a lot out of today's episode. Such a fun topic today, isn't it? If you're like me and your kids are a little older, I wish this information had been there, you know, back when I needed it, (laughs) but at least we're going to help some newer moms now. But I wanted to share with you that yesterday I had such a fun day. So once a month, I have a walk with a friend of mine and we're realizing there are so many beautiful trails right where we live. We don't even have to drive to them. It is so crazy. And I was thinking about the episode we talked about on making things more fun, making everyday magical. And a few years ago, you know, if I had to go on a walk, not have to, but if I wanted to go on a walk, I would go, you know, on the sidewalk, (laughs) what everybody else does. But let me tell you, when I just go into the woods or I go on a trail, it is so magical. It makes it so much more special. And I'm so grateful to be living where I'm living. And I don't know if I can ever move now that I know how many trails are here. (laughs) It's incredible. It is just incredible. Like I said, I don't even have to get into a car. So I just wanted to remind you, why not? You know, if you already have something that you're going to do, go the extra mile, make it special Make it magical because my walk with my friend in the woods yesterday, so incredibly magical. 
And I know a lot of it also was because she's very special. Okay, but now let's talk about our episode. So I wanted to tell you that when I was growing up, I had the most wonderful pediatrician. His name was Dr. Brenner, and he was like a father figure to me. He knew our family very, very well. It was literally in walking distance of my house. I remember sometimes when I was in middle school or high school, if I was sick, I would literally walk myself to the doctor's office. And we felt so close to him that when I got married, we literally invited him to the wedding. (laughs) We did. And he came. And it was so funny. I still remember at the wedding, everybody would say, how long have you known Rena? And he would just hold out his hands, you know. (laughs) He said, I knew her since she was this small. And it was wonderful. So when I had my kids, I also wanted a pediatrician just like Dr. Brenner. And I found one. His name is Dr. Cohen. And he just reminded me of my pediatrician growing up. He was almost retirement age. And he just had such a beautiful way about him. And when I had my first baby, I was like all moms. You know, I would panic at the smallest thing. And I would try to resist calling him. But sometimes, you know, I felt like I really had to. You know, a high temperature or if I was worried about something. And every time I did, he was so kind to me. And he would say to me, God bless new moms. And he meant this in a very nice way. Like I said, he's a very, very nice person, and he wasn't being sarcastic. He literally meant this, and he was saying it out of respect and admiration because we work so hard. And as a new mom, you know this. You don't even know what you're in for. (laughs) Like People cannot warn you. It is so much. It is so much. And so I would use his words as comfort. And when I was upset, I would say to myself, God bless me, you know, God bless new moms. And it's not easy, especially in our culture, being a new mom. And maybe you're like me. I thought I knew what I was doing because, you know, there's four kids in my family. I babysat a lot. I thought I knew what I was doing. I really did. And I look back and of course, I had no idea. You don't know what it's like until you're there. And I'm wondering if my stories are resonating with you. Did you also feel like you knew this? You'd be good. Maybe you have siblings, you babysat. But then once you actually had your baby, it was just such a surprise. Everything was such a surprise. And I've shared this story before, I think maybe in the very first podcast episode. But when I was pregnant with my first baby, I had a coworker I was very close to. And he was retirement age and he had lots and lots of grandkids and he knew what he was doing and he loved to give advice. And I still remember so clearly that maybe it was about two months before I was expected to have my baby. He said to me, Rena, I just wanted to let you know that you were always going to be torn. 
you're going to be torn between your baby and work. And I remember I was so close to having my baby, but even then I had no clue. And I remember laughing so hard and telling him, no way, no way. I got this. I can have a baby. I can work full time. This is not going to be a big deal. And he just laughed at me and he said, just you wait. I'm going to be right. Just wait. And let me tell you, he for sure had the last laugh. He was right. I still feel torn to this day, all these years later, between work and my family life. And I've created this whole podcast about it because it's such a big deal. But being a new mom can be such a shock. And for me, it was so much harder than I ever thought possible You know, how can I shower when this little baby needs me constantly? How can I make dinner when I need to hold her or she's going to cry? I was also confused because after I had her, I still had to wear maternity clothes. You know, I thought once she's born, that's it. I go back into my regular clothes. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm just laughing at my prior self. I was so naive. I thought the baby's going to come out and all the weight with it. Goodbye, there it goes. I had no idea, and the shock wasn't pretty. I really hope that things were better for you when you had your first baby. But for me, it was like cold water being thrown at me. I had no idea. So let me share some advice with you. And this advice is from the experienced members of our community, and it's going to help you with your journey. And I also want to let you know that if you're in shock at how hard it is to be a new mom, you are not alone. Every single mom that I know has gone through this. Just remember what Dr. Cohen says, God bless new moms. All right, let's start our tips. Our first tip is one that I know you've heard before. I know you've heard it, but if you're like me and many of the moms in our community, you just don't believe it. But tip number one is from Barbara, and she says, nap whenever you can because you just never know. And tell me the truth. Do you ignore this advice? Do you just ignore it? I did. I totally ignored it, but there's a reason why you've heard this advice and why it's the number one advice that's given, and that is you need your sleep. Without it, everything is harder, but here's the thing that I didn't know as a new mom, and I didn't know how important sleep was for my emotional health because nobody tells you, you know? But as a new mom, your hormones, I mean, you're already on an emotional roller coaster and not having sleep is going to add to it. So for me, without sleep, especially when I went back to work after I had a baby and I was really low on sleep, I was anxious and depressed. And once I slept and I made sleep a priority, this emotional roller coaster was just so much better. So my friend, I'm giving you permission, forget about getting things done and just rest. 
And if you're not a new mom, if you're a mom with kids of any age, this lesson is important to you too. Just because you're not waking up in the middle of the night for feedings doesn't mean that you don't need your rest. You need your rest just like we all do. It's for your physical well-being and your emotional well-being. You know that you're going to be a better mom if you rest. You know it, but sometimes it's good to have somebody remind you. So here I am reminding you, it's okay to let things go undone. It's okay to let your house get a little messy. If you feel like you need that rest, please take it. Please take it because you know what? This is the truth. Truth, truth, truth. Your family will appreciate the calmness in you after you rest more than they'll appreciate the housework that you do by not resting. It's true, right? That's what they want. They want a calm, happy mom. They don't care if the kitchen floor is a mess. They don't care if the counters are dirty. They want a happy mom. So get your rest. Our tip number two is something I wish so badly I had known as a new mom. Oh my goodness. If you're listening, you are so lucky that Lisa shared this advice. Wait till you hear this. Here's what Lisa advises. She says, set the expectation that your partner will be your teammate in taking care of your child and household. If they do things different than the way you would, let it go. She writes, I've seen so many friends end up doing 90% of the childcare and house chores because A, they didn't want to speak up and hold their husbands accountable, or B, thought their way is the only acceptable way. Isn't that the best advice ever? Because here's the thing. If you're like most of us, you don't do this right away. You wait till a few years after your kids are born, and then one day you snap because you realize you're doing a lot of the childcare and a lot of the household tasks, and it's not equal. We've had some episodes on resentment, so you know it's not equal. But if you start out making things equal right after your kids are born, you are going to have an incredible advantage, okay? An incredible advantage because I did not do this. Here's what I did. I did things so backwards, but many of us do the same. We all do this. I took off for a long time by U.S. standards. I took off work for six months when I had my first child, actually for both children. So I took off work and I'm breastfeeding. And it made sense, at least in my mind, that I was going to do everything. I was going to wake up in the middle of the night with my child because, you know, I have the breasts. (laughs) There's nothing my husband can do. And I thought he's going to be really tired. So since I'm home with the baby, I'm going to do all the household work. I would cook. I remember I would make food really early in the day maybe 9am, because I knew if things got later, it would just be crazy. Sometimes, as I mentioned in tip number one, I would go to sleep. 
but I was really good about making dinner. I cleaned the house, everything. Essentially, I did all the work that a stay-at-home mom would do. I did all childcare responsibilities. I did all household responsibilities. So you can guess what happened. After six months of this, when I went back to work, it was really hard to undo these habits. My husband was used to me juggling everything. I was used to juggling everything. And I didn't set up any expectations that things should be different. And to make matters worse, my kids were in a daycare where I work. So I was bringing my kids to daycare, taking them home, visiting them at lunchtime, which is beautiful. I mean, I'm so glad that I did this, but you see how everything was on me. I think my husband did do laundry but it was my fault. It was really on me because I thought I was superwoman or something. I thought I could do this, you know, why not? Why not pump during the day, see my kid at lunch, work during the day and get no sleep and still cook dinner on time. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) I really don't, but it was very miserable which is why I'm doing the work that I do now. So if you're a new mom, go ahead and set up some expectations. Talk about this with your partner, you know, and it's never too late. So if you've been a mom for a while, it's not too late to talk about it and set up realistic expectations. You know, this is not 1952. Us women, we have real jobs where we work really hard. And we should not be doing everything. We cannot do everything. That's probably why you're listening now, because it's not physically possible. It's not humanly possible. So follow Lisa's advice. And I think it's just going to change everything. Tip number three comes from Amber, and she talks about keeping it simple. And this is such important advice. And here's what she says. She says, learn to say no. You don't have to do everything you see on social media to be a great mom. Sometimes just keeping things simple and spending an hour watching a movie or playing a game with your child is enough. No need to stress just to look good in the eyes of other people. Amen, Amber. Amen. And I think what she said is so important and now more than ever, because very often in our culture, we think being a good mom looks a certain way. Okay. So if you've ever peeked at Pinterest and typed themed birthday parties, which I don't recommend that you do, (laughs) but if you somehow have done this, you'll know what Amber's talking about. Because in my home, I mean, my kids are the happiest when they're down in the craft room making a huge mess, having some time making crafts with me. We don't even have to leave our house to have this family time to be happy. And that may not work for you, but you know I love crafts. That's just so me. It's so me to be doing crafts with my kids, which I love and they love. 
And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And for me, it's simple. It's simple. Maybe for you, simple is going on a bike ride with your kids. Maybe it's going to the local swimming pool. Maybe it's hanging out and having a dance party or baking cookies or whatever it is. I have to tell you, I think simple is so much better than complicated and fancy and foo-foo. I think your kids will remember simple. I just got a little emotional because I was remembering an Oprah show that I saw so many years ago. And in the show, the mother was dying from cancer. And they all knew it. The kids knew, the mom knew. And Oprah asked her daughter, and she said to her, what is your favorite memory of your mom? And the girl said to Oprah, she said, we would get hungry in the middle of the night, and we'd go downstairs and we'd have cereal. That was her favorite memory. It wasn't going to an amusement park. It wasn't doing anything big or wild. It was just having cereal with her mom late at night. How sweet is that? And I saw that episode before I had kids, and I can hear in my voice how much it's still affecting me to this day. So I really understand what Amber is saying. We don't need to be fancy. Simpler is better. So remember that. Remember that. And this is hard to do because you see all the other moms doing the very, very fancy things, the themed birthday parties, the fancy clothes, the after school activities. I mean, it is endless now. So being simple is actually very unique right now very unique. But let me tell you, I agree with Amber. I really think that is what our kids will love and appreciate and remember the most when they're grown up. I had been planning on ending our episode with that tip, but I had another bonus tip that I wanted to throw in. And it's such a funny tip, but it's such a good tip. It is so good. I couldn't resist. And this tip is from Jessica. And Jessica says, think like a man. <laughs> That's what she says. She says, I noticed that most dads don't default to the quote, I have to do it all, guilt or default responsibility that we do. They haven't had all that same social conditioning. Sometimes when I'm struggling, I try to take on a little more of that carefree approach. My husband is super hands-on with our kids, but he doesn't stress about things like I do at times. And this again is from Jessica. And I think this post got the most likes on it. Of all the advice from the mobs, this post was very, very popular. And it's so true. Because for the most part, the men I know, they don't have the social conditioning that we do. They don't feel like they have to do it all. Like I just described when I went back to work and thought, I had to do everything. I had to take care of my babies. I had to work full time. I had to do the household. The men that I know, most of them do not think like this. 
They don't think I have to do everything. And you know what? You're not going to believe this, but get ready for this. I don't even think my husband has a Pinterest account. Really? (laughs) I don't think he ever created a Pinterest account. Last Sunday, I asked him what was on his to-do list. And you know what he said to me? He said it was delightfully empty. And we laughed about it the whole day (laughs) because he doesn't even have a to-do list. And that's why this is so funny. And my to-do list is a mile long. Oh, delightfully empty. Telling you, if he ever says that one to me again, (laughs) it's going to be delightfully full. Because let me tell you, after he said this to me, he somehow got a bunch of things to do that day. I'm not quite sure how that happened. But all that aside, you can see that we can learn from our easygoing husbands. Or if you're in a relationship without men, think about it as easygoing brothers. Because many of the men I know, they can be more relaxed and carefree. They can be the fun parent. Let me tell you, my kids do not see me as the fun parent. (laughs) at all. If they want to do something, they always ask my husband, especially if it involves screen time, then they're always running to him. But let's follow Jessica's advice. Let's let go of that to-do list and enjoy the process. You know, let's just enjoy being a mom. Let's enjoy our kids. Let's not take everything so seriously. Much easier said than done. But if we don't talk about it, it's for sure never going to happen. I hope, my friend, that you learned a little something from these tips. I didn't write any of them. They're all advice from our Facebook community. And the women in our community are just so incredibly wise. So whether you're a new mom or whether you're an experienced mom, I'm curious Which of these four tips are you going to start doing right away? Maybe today. I think for me, maybe I'm going to go take a nap now. (laughs) What do you think? So pick what works for you. Pick one of these tips that works and what you need right now in your life. And I'm so thankful for you listening to this podcast. It means the world to me to have you and to just be part of a community. Because as you hear from today's episode, that's what we are. We are a community of working moms, supporting each other, holding each other up, and just helping each other. You know, that's what it's all about. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. I'll talk to you next time. And I wish you so much balance. Take care.